Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas, building a network to connect 40 million people to the Internet, cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure. When Your Activity Tracker Becomes a Personal Medical Device by Aaron Griffith Fitbit spent its first decade selling activity trackers. With its latest moves, the company is starting to look less like a gear maker selling pricey accessories to fitness buffs and more like a medical device company catering to hospitals, patients, and health insurers. The company's business-to-business arm, called Health Solutions, is now addressing four health conditions. Sleep disorders, including sleep apnea, diabetes, cardiovascular health, and mental health, for employers, health insurers, healthcare providers, and researchers. Fitbit has deals with insurers like United Healthcare, which pays its clients up to $1,500 a year for hitting step count goals. United has done years of research to calculate its return on these payouts, says Fitbit CEO James Park. The business models are finally catching up to the data we've been collecting. The next stage is to add in heart rate data, he says. Fitbit's newest product, the Ionic smartwatch, uses a blood oxygen sensor to screen for sleep apnea and detect a type of heart arrhythmia. The company has completed clinical trials on the use cases and will submit them to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for approval. If it receives approval, Fitbits could replace expensive chest patch scanning to perform initial screenings for atrial fibrillation on some patients, Park says. The company's data has been popular with cancer researchers. There are plenty of reasons behind the company's transition. For one, Fitbit will always battle high abandonment rates. Fitbit? More like Quitbit, the Atlantic once quipped. Fitbit's sales of fitness trackers, and in turn its stock price, have reflected that fatigue. Revenue fell 22% last quarter, and its stock is trading at a 77% discount to its opening price in 2014. But most important, the company needs to differentiate its offerings from the Apple Watch, which debuted in 2015 and has studies that address some of the same areas Fitbit is chasing. Fitbit beat Apple in the third quarter in terms of devices shipped, taking 13.7% of the market, according to IDC. 
Apple, which took 10.3% of the market, experienced a dramatic increase in sales, while Fitbit continues its decline. Fitbit believes its position as a neutral player that works with any phone makes it desirable to insurance companies and hospitals. Apple watches only work with iPhones. If an employer, hospital, or insurer wants its clients to use them, it won't be able to reach people who have Android phones. Fitbit's push into medicine is not without risks. Park agrees that over time, the company's products will become a form of medical device, but he's reluctant to call them that outright. The company's brand is valuable because of its association with fitness and self-improvement, and consumer psychology is a critical component in making sure something like a step tracker is successful, he says. There's a dramatic difference in consumer acceptance and engagement when you say, hey, here's a medical device from Medtronic, go wear it, versus here's a Fitbit, wear this instead, Park says. One is aspirational, the other implies that you're sick. Consumers just go in with a different mentality based on how it's portrayed, and that is actually really, really important. That's why Fitbit is participating in a new FDA pre-certification program aimed at digital health products, announced in September. The FDA recognizes that there is this potentially new class of devices that's not a consumer device and not a traditional medical device, but somewhere in between, and that there needs to be a new regulatory pathway, Park says. Fitbit's rival, Apple, is also a participant. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure, right now. We walk inside and it's raining. Our home was ruined. We couldn't live there. Our first concern was the kids. This was going to be hard on them. Chubb got us a place to stay in the same school district. Otherwise, it could have been a nightmare. Chubb turned a disaster into an adventure for our kids. And no one missed a day of school? Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast.